Hello and welcome to Real Talk with Terry and the team, our new podcast series brought to you by Terry Bell, chairman of debt strategist firm Bell & Company and foreign property debt specialist EU Property Solutions. Terry is known for his straight-talking and no-nonsense approach, so if you want real and current business talk, you've come to the right place. Mr. Stuckman, how are you? Good morning, Terry. You're looking fair and dandy, sir. Thank you. So tell, tell us a bit more, Mark, about you. So I, I, I picked up on you the first time in the Sunday Times. I think it was a commentary on your part when you were doing a bit with the Sunday Times. Mm-hmm. So in terms yeah. of your, your, your plotted history, as it were. Right. Well, I was, uh, after I left a business school here in Barcelona, uh, it was 2000, year 2000, and uh, the Spanish property boom was just getting, just revving up. Um, and it carried on revving and over, you know, uh, and, and over revving until 2008. Um, and I having been prior to my MBA in in the Cuban cigar business, I was casting around for something to do in Spain and a change of of, uh, direction on the, on the, I suspected that maybe tobacco had a, had its days with numbers. I'm not sure I was right about that. Not Cuban anyway. side. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, the, this, the, the, the property industry in Spain seemed to be, I didn't, I just sort of fell into it. I got asked to work on a project which was involved in, uh, as a consultant, it's sort of like MBA consulting, you know, work for, uh, for a startup, and then I stayed on, and I got sort of sucked into the Spanish property business with a view to, with the, specifically the, the segment of foreign buyers I was selling yes. Spanish property to foreign investors. At the time, it was predominantly, well, it was almost all um, Northern Europeans buying second homes. The market's diversified since then. You get things like now the golden visa, which wasn't wasn't in existence back then. But yes. at the time, it was really just people either. Uh, Brits and Germans and Belgians and the Northern Europeans looking to either retire to Spain or to buy a holiday home. And, um, and I started working in the sector. And one of the first things I saw was that there was no source of information mm-hmm. um, that had any credibility. It was all sales information. It's like the only Absolutely. people producing, providing any information on the market and on the process of purchasing and the, like, the conveyancing process in Spain were people in the business who were trying to sell. Um, so there was no credibility or independence uh, surrounding that kind of information sources. And I thought that was an obvious place to start. So I set off on my own with this website, Spanish Property Insight, with the goal of trying to make, offer people information and unbiased information so that they could make informed decisions over what are essentially rather big investment decisions. You know, we're buying mm-hmm. or selling a second home or, or any property anywhere is one of the biggest biggest financial commitments or decisions many people make in their lifetimes. So, mm-hmm. so that was the, what brought me into this niche of sort of property information. And in the course of that, the Sunday, I started uh, writing for the Sunday Times. I'd had a column for the Sunday Times called the Spanish Property Doctor column, which, went, which I wrote for about three or four years until the crisis really struck. And the Sunday Times home section went from, you know, I don't know how many pages, or 100 pages to It's, doing, it's doing, ex- doing exactly the same now. Just starting to see, in the, the, just starting to see in, in the publications like the Sunday Times. It's a bit like yesterday I was reading the business section and the business adverts come from a full page down to a corner telling you can rent a couple of properties in uh, France. It's, it's yeah. a huge change. 
but it's, it's, it's that backdrop, Mark, isn't it? It's, it's, it's in the same way what, what you experienced there. Because if you use it by any other measure to, in today's world, everything back then, going back to the sales, pretty savage sales environment back in the day, everybody was mm-hmm. reasonable, was missold. If, 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 if you bought in that range and you bought from a bespoke development and everything else, unfortunately, people will never win those claims as being missold things. And it's trying to it's trying to recalibrate their expectations, if you like, and that's why I think it's important yeah. with the work you do in terms of where the market goes, because nobody trying to value anything. And now, unfortunately, with the COVID nineteen thing, it's it's not going to it's not going to be great. That's for sure. It's not going to it's not going to be a bed of roses. I think the state agents which will come to on to in a while, they're not going to be selling anything this year. You know, you obviously not got the people looking, not even coming to the country, let alone thinking about buying. So with, with the COVID-19 effects, and we've touched on it, on a personal note, you, you, you've suffered, you, you, you contracted uh, COVID-19, was that right? That's right, personal. yeah, I had a personal fight with, the, with, this, um, with this, you know, damned virus. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I have to say, I mean, so, you know, it was, um, I mean, and my wife is in one of the high-risk groups because she's on uh, heavy medication for autoimmune uh, issues and so we were very, I was very worried about yes. the to begin with I mean when the when it started becoming you know it, it, and and this crisis exploded out of nowhere it seemed I mean absolutely that's the watching. that's the incredible thing yeah yeah I mean my eye wasn't on the ball I wasn't looking at what's going on in Wuhan and what's going on in Rome because I had many other pressing uh, concerns and uh, you know demands on my attention closer to home and then all of a sudden we went from like from a Thursday of Friday the kids were sent home early and that was it we were all of a sudden locked up at home yeah and and it was quite severe on the children wasn't it though because they were they were in complete lockdown the children in Spain yeah we had I mean the kids were in basically for the best part of two months I have a seven-year-old and a twelve-year-old, and we were locked in a flat in Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, we, I could take them up onto the ter- onto the roofs, onto the the, the the roof of the building for like you know a run around in the, in for twenty minutes a day or something, but that really didn't amount to much. But you know that meant that, and of course the first the, the time stress is there of having to do homeschooling. I mean, we're lucky. My children are at a school where they sent us lots and lots of work. Mm-hmm. Right from the, the from the Monday after the lockdown began, we started getting mm, a full day's work delivered online. But of course, you can't leave a seven-year-old to do the full day's work. You have to, you have to, yeah. you have to hold her hand and guide her through Absolutely. all the maths and all the different classes. So that took up an incredible amount of time. Um, you, you mentioned there briefly when you were saying the effect. No, nobody, but nobody could have predicted this. Although I did read something at the weekend. There was the guys at, uh, I think it's a Massachusetts Institute, helped develop a process that if, if essentially around it's smallpox, and they did call this, and they've got another couple of things. I think this is going to be with us for, for a, a, a long time. I don't think it's going to be until they can get to that vaccine, which at the earliest is nine months away. Uh, and well, it, know, I, having, I think, having had... Having had the virus, um, I can speak with some personal experience. I'm one of the few, you know, I mean, everyone in my building had it. But beyond that, you, you rarely come across people who, who knowingly have had it. But I think that I, a lot of people have had it without even knowing they had it. Yes. Um, yes. It's a very mysterious bug. Um, in my case, it was pretty, it was quite, it, it manhandled me. I was quite badly treated, as in I was very, I was felt terrible for two weeks. Yes. I yes. never felt in any danger of having been like out of breath or in, I never felt scared of beyond just feeling, you know, r- rubbish. Um, 
for for two weeks and then it, and then it cleared up and went away without any lasting consequences but i could see how it felt like something completely novel that i've you know mm. i've never felt that sick in my life for so yeah. long yeah um, and so so it's not nice but um i don't know you know, I mean, now that we've the lockdown's over, I mean, it's very difficult to come to a conclusion because you get so many conflicting sources of information, which each seems to be credible in their own right. There's the Bristol Absolutely. University study, which shows that the peak, the, the virus had already peaked before the lockdown even started. There's the famous stuff from Imperial, which predicts that we're all going to die. Uh, yes, we're all, you know, stay inside and never go out. And I mean, I don't know, I don't really know how you deal with this, but I think you're going to be, it's going to be around until there's the, the famous herd immunity has been established. Absolutely. It's just going to be and out there for, 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 for you know, for the foreseeable and future. And I see there are a couple of spikes. We've got, we're going to get a couple of spikes here in the UK. Uh, but I see there are a couple of spikes. There's one just outside Barcelona, and I think there's one in Galicia as well. They're talking about. Yeah, we've got in Lleida and Galicia. And they're doing local lockdowns now, but... I mean, it's like whack-a-mole, isn't it? Uh, there's a big surge, and they try and knock it down, knock yeah, it out, and then I, it comes up but somewhere I think, else. I think, um, it's quite, I think it's quite good, because obviously, obviously, I mean, there's lots of criticism about how governments, et cetera, dealt with it. Obviously, it's totally, un, you, much abused phrase, totally unprecedented. But the ability now to pinpoint an error, there's another, so there's one in Leicester here in the UK, and apparently this morning there's one in Merthyr Tidford, but they're cutting it straight down if they can. But the effect, you have obviously the disease and debilitating, I'm sorry to hear how you struggled, but it's the effect of what it's going to do to the economy and also health, not just money, it's about health as well. But in terms of the, the, nobody, uh, but nobody could have seen anything of the consequences or future down the track. What we're finding in business terms is it, it's almost like um, uh, a ready reckoner, if you like, people having to take stock of everything. So in terms of what we do, and to, to a degree we deal with you, uh, EU Property Solutions, is where people are going, I'll tell you what, this is, this is a live now. I need to get my act together here and sort out things. And mm -hmm. this is where, again, it, it, we're finding it in business. Uh, last two weeks, suddenly the phones are pretty, 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 because we do a lot of debt here in the UK. Suddenly people are coming out, out of the cave, if you like, into the, into the bright lights and seeing the issues before and starting to do things. Um, so in terms of that, I, I say I dropped you a note the other day on this just to give you a little bit of a heads up. But there are, to our mind, there are almost like three three markets in Spain. You have you know, the obviously the, the Spanish market, the Spanish resident market. You have the new build market, which was the second wave, which is getting a bit of traction on decent, well-built properties. And what we what we refer to a lot is that I, I think it was a lot of legacy pre pre two thousand eight style properties, which are the real dog's dinner of properties and that's 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 unfortunately where we're focused how is that how is i know it's very early days but how how is the local market in spain is that just shut down for now or is that uh well, you know, uh, we're coming back to that sort of it's a bad dream. You're falling um, and you're, you know, you're not screaming yet. I mean, yeah. um, it's, it's Barcelona. It looks like around me just there's sort of on the one hand, there's the macro debt figures you see. And on the other hand, there's what you see around you in, in, uh, on the street. And it looks like everything sort of like surged back to quite an intense in terms of traffic and people around. Uh, it looks like activities returned quite fast here in Barcelona, um, but and that's encouraging for you know. And, and talking to agents who work in the local market, they've I've also and they've shown me their graphs of their sales activity of their commercial activity, I should say, 
um, with sort of inquiries, visits, sales, and there's been quite a quite a good rebound. I mean, uh, early on in terms of inquiries and then in terms of visits and sales. Subsequently, mm-hmm. once the once the lockdown was eased, um, and but that's a largely local dri- driven by local demand because foreigners can't get here you know it's still yeah. difficult i mean things are changing now gradually but it's still difficult to come to spain um uh, although now you can enter the country without quarantine and whether you can go back to wherever you came from depends on the local situation there i don't know if in the uk they still have the quarantine no literally in, no uh, they were looking at the air bridges and all that sort of carry on but then the different places scotland decided to that scotland northern ireland and wales decided to change it slightly so uh, uh, Boris Johnson's decided that away you go. So you can't go to the States or Brazil, Russia or Iran, I think, but the rest of the world is more or less open to for visits. Right. In fact, we, we booked a, a bit of a holiday, but also business in the last part of August. So touch wood, that, that's going to be okay. okay. Where, so, are you, where are you going to? We're going down to uh, Malaga. Uh, oh, and then right. we're, Good we're choice. Into, Very in, sensible in, choice, Terry, I have to say. Into, into, <laughs> into Cordoba. It was the first time I've been told it's good sensible, but thank you for that. Yeah. But, but in terms of that, in terms of that 2008, it's still the, the, the old legacy stuff. We were talking to a bank the other day, and two banks have been speaking to Santander at, at quite a senior level, up, up at, uh, and at Sabadell or at Bald level. And they, their great fear is the demographic of their mortgage book as well. The, the more... You know, the 60 plus sort of mortgage holders if you bought 2008 you know you you're in all likelihood you're 60 plus mm-hmm. and they've real concerns there and have also got their uh, knickers in a twist about brexit a lot as well they've got it in their head that uh, once uh, 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 britain claims its independence whatever you want to call it their, their, their fear is about the attitude to their properties in spain and uh, mm. it, we, 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 we refer to it as the B word Brexit, um, but right. it's. Uh, it, what, are it's they worried like, about sort of jingle jingle mail people just walking away from their properties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that and a change in attitude. You know, we're, we're right. here. Uh, you know, it needs, as you know, and I think you do it to a degree. You're, you're trying to cover that gap between uh, the little Brits and the Spanish guys looking at the Brits as everyone's on everyone's on trusting of one another. And our role in terms of things, what we do generally, and in terms of what we do in any way, in any of that negotiation, is you're trying to say, look, look let's, let's just talk, guys. Let's just talk. Keep it sensible, you know. No, they can't shove mm-hmm. their property. No, you can't go and knock their lights up because your courts aren't up to speed. And it's, but, it, but the banks there in Spain, and, and to, not so much in Cyprus, do a bit in Cyprus, but that's a different ballgame again. But in Spain, mm-hmm. there's definitely a bit of a fear and reticence of the bank to sort of, uh, you know, decide what they want to do here. So it's uh, it's a trigger. Then you've got then we've got estate agents, bless them. They're uh, you know they 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 I would suggest they're selling little if nothing this year. Is that how you'd see it panning out this year? Well, like I say, you know, in markets where there's local demand, yes, um, there and people have you know they, there's some, someone started doing some building work on the far side of this square i hope it's not interfering with it's audience. a good sign no let, let, let them carry it's, okay. it's a great sign okay okay <laughs> yeah exactly at least someone's doing something absolutely um, they 
the, 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 with, with local demand and people's state of life, they have to make, they have to change homes, they have a you know, new child, for whatever reasons, there, there is local transactions because it's not such a sort of, uh, it's not just discretionary spending. Whereas no. the second half, the foreign, foreign buyers is much more a question of discretionary spending and also mm -hmm. limitations on access and so on. So local agents with enough local business, I think they're, they're doing stuff. Um, and, but on the coast where there, there is talk of, you know, I, um, there's always, um, there's nothing like the, the upbeat, positive spin you'll get on things from estate agents. Yes. And, uh, and I love them for it. <laughs> the, um, the, the, so it's always difficult to know for sure, but, but you know, it's difficult to imagine that there's people making a healthy level of sales at a time like this mm -hmm. uh, in coastal resort areas where um, the buyers are abroad and can't even get to Spain or are having difficulty yeah. in Spain and wondering about the restrictions on travel in the future. Um, and, um, and it's a discretion. It's, it's not an essential purchase. You know, they can, they can, they can put it off on it or, or just abandon the plan and, uh, mm -hmm. and nothing will really happen. Um, so, so it's really different, but I would, I would expect it's, it's really just, uh, tough going right now to make, mm -hmm. uh, from what I'm told from right move and from agents themselves, there's a lot of, a lot of inquiries, you know, there's a, an interesting level of, of, of inquiries, which is people doing searches online and making and inquiries online, but that's got to translate into sales because otherwise yes. it's cost. Um, and that's where the, you know, how, to what extent that it's a conversion from inquiry to visit to sale at that, that level, I, I don't know. And I think it's just too early to, to, to tell how it's all going to pan out, but I think it must be very tough right now. Yes. Um, I saw you had a recent interview reasons. and discussion with um, Remax. I didn't catch the gentleman's name. The, the, the chain of estate agents, he was, he, I think he was one of the first commentaries you got in terms of the potential effects of COVID-19. Yeah, I didn't actually talk to him. I it was oh, reported in the Spanish press. I, I picked up right. on it. Um, but yeah, so that was, a, you know, that was one, the president's Remax in Spain. Remax is a big franchise of um, yes. estate agents. I think they have hundreds of, uh, of franchisees around Spain. And he was talking about sort of 10 to 20% discount. And I think mainly referring to the local market. Um, and that was quite a, a bearish forecast. I've seen lots of others. In fact, I'm doing a, a spreadsheet of forecasts uh, from different, like CBRE, from the IMF, from all different sources, and they go from yes. three percent minus three. No, no one's no one's forecasting any in, uh, uh, any increase in any price increase this year, but um, they go from sort of three percent to to and in, in a survey I did of 600 people, both you know all types of uh, players buyers, owners, sellers, estate agents, there was the general consensus there was sort of 10% plus. And I think a lot of people expecting sort of, you know, 20, 30, 40% uh, on in, in the resort market. Um, but they don't know, nobody knows. So it's just I, I, gut feelings. I, I, think, I think there's going to be a correction. And again, it's the different styles of properties. And almost the thing, it goes back to basic pricing. It's almost we're at the stage at the minute. If you've got to, if you've got to sell at the moment, that's when you're going to take mm -hmm. the whack of the price. And again, mm -hmm. the different markets. Barcelona will come back because it's a, such a cosmopolitan sure. city, as, as will Madrid. But if you've got yeah, limited yeah. markets and you've got to sell, which comes back slightly to the thing I was raising about the demographic there. In, in terms of your plans, Mark, obviously we spoke about I think a couple of months ago, right? I know you've had a few few problems and uh, uh, everything else in terms of the lockdown. 
but you were looking at developing a model, almost like a subscription model in terms of, is that, is that going to be information-led, basically, or how is that going Yes, to yes. No, I'm, I'm going to, when I get round to it, and it, it'll more, most likely now be in September, after the summer. Um, I mean, I've always produced a lot of, a lot of research and analysis for free. Yes. Um, and um, that is unsustainable. You know? I mean, I think uh, I value the content I produce and I, and I can see that thousands of people also value it because if you read something, you must value it because yes. uh, your time, especially as you get older, this is something that becomes more and more when you're young, you know, time, you seem to, time is abundant and, and you don't seem never scarce. No? But as you get older, time is the thing that gets scarcer and scarcer. So if I'm reading anything now, I'm very picky about what I read. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to waste my time no, on certainly. reading stuff that I don't not that I, that I don't doesn't I don't see value in. And so, if you if you read something, if you if you spend your precious time on it, it must be worth it must be worth something to you. You must value it. And I'm going to be producing a certain amount. There'll be still be a you know it'll be about thirty forty percent of my content will continue to be uh, freely available. But I'm going to produce more, uh, more to spend more time on analysis, you know, and never forget this is a totally untransparent market, as you guys know, the Spanish yeah. market. The transparency is the big issue. Information is is very valuable in a market with no transparency. Um, so I'm going to make a big effort to really add value on on information, and a certain amount of that will either uh, will be restricted content, will be well premium content where people will. I haven't quite decided whether it'll be if you you know you can wait a week and get it all for free, or you, if you want to get it straight away, you 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 there'll be a a small modest uh, subscription fee. Um, uh -huh. But the time has come to to put to a subscription it. model onto my computer. absolutely. Absolutely. Again, not not as I say, not not overpricing, but it, but it, you, you, like I said at the beginning, your 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 commentary is nearly definitive. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's good advice, and I think, and in terms of when it gets to a state, and so I, I would put there when when it comes to us, we're going to be subscribing because we 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 need that we need that you know you need to be on the forefront. I think it's state mm -hmm. agents; they may be struggling, but they need to they need to have the backdrop to their own market. You know, it's a, it's a bit like sure. our guys in marketing; they they're very good. They catch up with everything. We, we take the three minute digest every day at the Times. You know, yeah. information is going to be absolutely all and data, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but the information, data, and making sense of it. You know, these are all Absolutely. things which is, yeah. this is what I spend all my time of free, my work to, my, available to me doing. Yeah. And, you know, people who own a house in Spain or want to buy or want to, or, or, or looking to sell, they don't have the time. Uh, I've been oh, doing I'm this for 20 not. years. It's like they can't, you know, it's, it's just much easier to, to uh, get their answers from me. And another thing about a subscription model is I, you know, when you're being, all of those guides, you must have seen there's, there's um, many, many places where they offer you a free guide to buying property in Spain. So yeah. anything that's a free guide is like, you are the product. You just don't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, um, the, the only, so I think that I'm much more comfortable with the, uh, the, the people getting the value is either you're, someone's paying you to write it like, a, yep. like a, a, a developer or an agent, in which case you have to take into account their interests or the person reading it is the only person whose interests you're taking Absolutely. care of. And in which case they, they, they need to pay you for what you're providing, which is a standard model that's been working for, you know, for, forever. Yeah. Um, I just need that, to that, 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 your, your independence is absolutely sacrosanct. That, that's the thing. 
We, we yeah. work on the basis when we work on the debt in the UK here in terms of uh, particularly the SME market. Uh, we have a, I have a mantra anyway. It's independent professional insolvency advice, which may be a mouthful, but the most important thing is the word in there is the independent too, independent and professional. We're not selling them anything. We, we create a solution mm -hmm. that you shouldn't need selling. If people yeah. can't see the value, that's a different thing. But again, going back to to your status and independence, and I, I think, it, it, what, do you, have you any idea on your model what you're going to be charging a month for? Is it is it euros? Um, or? Modest, modest. You know, uh, I'm I'm not going. I need to do more work on it, but it'll, it'll oh. be the kind of you know, it'll be the usual thing, less than the price of you know a cup of coffee in Starbucks for months. You know, yeah, but, but, that, but that's exactly it. And then, then the value comes from that, and, and how it's used. That, that's the that's the key there. But it's. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to be used, and 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 we will promote it because obviously that in terms of what we do as marketing, it's not just sell, sell, sell. It's also creating. We try and create some half decent content, get that out to. And yes, you want you want to shout from the roofs if we do a good good job, but it's getting yeah. more and more information out that helps people make their. And you want informed decisions. You have a solution. So if you if your subscription model brings a solution, they can decide right that's right for us, wrong for us, and all we do, like I said, you shouldn't need selling. Yes. We put an economic value. You'll put an economic value in what you do, and I respectfully suggest it needs a bit more than a coffee. But that's that's you. No, but it will be you know for 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 consumers for people who are for the kind of you know segment that's the my readership who own a house in Spain. They they have one interest and value that they will place on keeping an eye on the market. But estate agents and people and professionals in the business will have another value and they need a certain different type of concepts. So mm -hmm. I'm actually going to be segmenting my readership into different groups with different different kind of models for them. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be yeah. after September, but it'll be in a very interesting moment for the, well, interesting and challenging time. I think after the summer, the, 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 the full impact of the lockdown and the Mm -hmm. uh, that's of COVID, I think, are going to just take time. Apart from the initial shock, and that's going to put a lot of people into distress, into liquidity problems straight away. You know, absolutely. Um, but I think they're, they're so they're, they're the first way, the first line of uh, of, um, of sort of casualties of this affair. And then, but there's there'll be more. There'll be other lines as the as the full consequences become clear. Um, Luke, Luke Johnson, who writes in the Sunday Times business section, as, when this started, he, he, he came up with a phrase, which is, unfortunately, you, you suffer with COVID-19. But he said there will be companies, to use the vernacular, companies that had, and this will be the same with properties and properties, that had pre-existing conditions prior to this. That, you know, if you're a business and you're struggling, you're toast now. But unfortunately, yeah. it's going to bring quite a few good people back into into play here, especially business. Yeah. You know, you, you've got Willie Walsh the other day uh, of BA talking about not flying a plane and having with well, the fleet they have and everything. They still burn 20 million in cash a day, 600 million yeah. a month. Their reserves, Len McCusker, the union guy, was going to be, did the last balance sheet, he had 1.5 billion. That's less than three months' yeah. cash burn. And it's yeah. the the you know so it's a, so I, I need I need you uh, I don't know if ever you saw the lottery when it was on in, in England but it used to be this ever lady very strange used to come on Mystic Meg and she used to protect yes. the numbers my right Stockland yeah. but you've got to run your corn here what what are your what are your sort of short medium term uh, projections roughly so just in terms of what we do and the coastal market if you like and the and the Brits and the Irish buying their second homes what do you, what do you see short term medium term ish well. 
Uh, I'm generally pessimistic. I mean, I'm conservative and pessimistic in, in, in you know, whenever I look at in, in all markets. Um, yes. And I, you know, maybe that's a that's a, a failing, and uh, because in in uh, it, you fail to take advantage of opportunities that present themselves. But still, it's like a, you know, it's a being cautious. Let's say cautious. Mm -hmm. um, and I just. Nobody, you know, nobody knows what's going on in this situation because it's so fluid and there's so many massive uncertainties at play. Mm -hmm. um, but I just can't see how that can end up uh, happily uh, for, 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 you know, there will be, of course, winners and losers like there are in every crisis. Sure. Um, but, 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 and some people will do, uh, will be who they've got liquidity and they can buy, they'll be able to buy, you know, great bargains in the process. Um, like the ha like happened last time, um, there was a massive, you know, an amazing opportunity to buy prime Spanish property in the previous financial in the in the last mm -hmm. well in the f previous crisis, which was the financial crisis. You could buy, I mean, just for example, Barcelona. You could buy uh, prime Barcelona, central sort of the Barcelona's equivalent Mayfair, uh, for below replacement costs, which meant that the, it implied that the land was free. Yes, and that was an opportunity that lasted for a short while, for a year or two. Um, but now, of course, long gone. And I don't think that's going to happen this time round in uh, in in prime markets where there's d deep and liquid markets like cities like Barcelona, Madrid, Valencia, and and Palma as well. Just because people are too, you know, they're more savvy this time round. And it's not a financial crisis, at least it's not yet. Um, no, absolutely, because on, on that, Mark, we use the word uh, fluid there, which is strange, because you, anybody it's right, in that mm -hmm. uh, properties are, uh, on a standalone, are very Ill illiquid assets, so hard, yes. hard to cash and in terms of the backdrop. But what did stem from the previous crisis? I think it's going to, uh, a little bit of work we're doing in Spain and in Cyprus, it's definitely happening in Cyprus, is you're getting, there's a lot of cash in the world, QE everywhere, quantitative easing. Mm -hmm. Rishi, we've got Rishi here in the, the, the Chancellor here, right? Throwing out billions like it's confetti. And the world, yeah. the world has got a lot of cash. We've got zero, more or less zero interest rates here. I think it's yeah. going to be, I think it'll come, I, that's why it was almost like a loaded question where I said short term obviously has this thing. Medium will have its also issues, but I think longer term it's going to be good because the funds are out there, right, or wrongly, to mop up this 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 garbage, if you like, and yeah. it's a bit like so, so going so Cyprus, for instance, big big loan sales going on. I could see mm. the likes of Sabadell, uh, Bankier, and the likes selling. Uh, the the older uh, the older Tatia loan books to get things going again. Right. I think that will yeah. be a saving grace in the the long term. Values. It's it's where it sits until they get and start to get those entry entries into the market by those sort of guys. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. Your point about the loan books being sold, like really, you know, beaten up, mm, dog dog-eared uh, uh, loan books. Presumably. They, the people who are buying them are really kind of bottom fishers looking for yeah, absolutely. Uh, to squeeze them hard. And that would mean that, you know, 
um, I mean, it's because Spain took a very long time to get around to dealing with all of this bad debt. And, uh -huh. uh, and I think Ireland, for example, is an, in contrast dealt with it much quicker um, with setting up its bad bank and the, and the, and the yeah. fund for, for processing and like, you know, uh, wringing it out where Spain, as usual, you know, dragged its heels, put a head in the sand and it, and it just took, let's say, five or a de decade longer. And we're no, even mm. nowhere near the end. But and then so this crisis is coming on top of a previous crisis that wasn't really worked through. Um, but I presume that there's a lot of foreigners who bought homes in the, who invested in off plan or whatever back in the, Absolutely. in the, between 2000 and 2008, who who have walked away, who think they've walked away from their debts a long time ago, and no, they haven't heard anything from absolutely from the lender, and then all of a sudden they're going to get a you know a call out of the blue, and it might even be people who have inherited a the children of people who mm -hmm. invested. Um, Whereas, because some bottom feeders got the got the loan book now, and they're going to work through it and and squeeze it and see what they get. We, you, we, we've got to, so we we learnt our trade, if you like, to about so twelve years ago. We've been here in Belfast, and what you've got is with the loan book scenario. We, so we've we've got a, at any one point we've got typically uh, 350, 370 clients on. I'd say. The, about 70 of those are legacy debts, if you like, from the last financial crash. So you do get the loan sales through, but they take the time. And I think in Spain, uh, so the, the main protagonists here in Ireland have been Cerberus, uh, mm -hmm. the three-headed dog and no, all that, Karen, right? Okay, regularly having mm -hmm. a, a skirmish with them. And I think mm -hmm. they've got their own format there. In Spain. Is it, I can't pronounce, is it hoy, hoy, how they pronounce it there? Uh, they, see. Well, yeah. Yes, um, Oya Real Estate. Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah, the Cerberus Spanish uh, Real Estate Division, which they took yeah. from one of the... Uh, Aya, Aya Real Aya, Estate. Aya, Aya, apologies for my pronunciation. Yeah. But, it, but, it, but it, I think they'd be pretty big players this time around. And also, uh, the, the, the banks, the delinquent debt guys, in um, particularly in Andalusia, where we know it very well, they've had enough mm -hmm. trying to tidy up garbage from the last time around that, that, that's that and i think that's and when when you get the when you get the loan sales through they're called vulture funds for a reason hey mm -hmm. to go back to what you said they they were steal it for nothing the other side is they mm -hmm. turn very quickly and quite nastily on the on the credit on the, the, the debtors there. it can be very intimidating i guess because you know there it's 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 a very asymmetric relationship as you guys yeah. know very very well i mean they'll be dealing with someone who the 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 the, the debtor has never has has little experience in this, and all of a sudden you get a call from a you know a, absolutely a, a very well prepared uh, you know uh, debt pursuer uh, you know the, you know debt collector who can make they 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 can use a language and the law to much and really they can they can intimidate a lot of people even if. Okay. You know, people who might, if they just stood their ground and said, I'm not paying anything and you can come and get me, I'll see you in court or whatever, they might back, they might. Absolutely. Off, so. they're, they're very good at overcoming the uh, jurisdictional issues. Uh, mm -hmm. So, for instance, so say you said somebody bought somewhere in a, 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 not, a not very desirable golf development, we call it. Mm -hmm. And say they, 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 they fled, left it mm -hmm. and it's accumulated, say, £150,000 bill in Spain euros whatever mm -hmm. you want if you come mm -hmm. to england in that time particularly in property value so for instance in london and say the m25 the value shot up so suddenly you're, you're of wealth you can you can have diddly squat in the bank but suddenly you're very asset rich that's what they'll focus mm -hmm. on and they will yeah. take no prisoners 
no prisoners. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it's off targets. And they, they can overcome the jurisdictional side. They, they'll, they'll do whatever they have to do. They sit there for the long game. They've got their models and, and they work. And that's why that's how, how they're successful in what they do. You know, whether you degree, yeah. uh, agree with the ethics or not, that's neither here nor there. That's a commercial deal they've taken. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, this, cri- this new situation with this pandemic, which is going to have an impact on on the market in terms of transactions and therefore on values, capital values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to the extent that there was a recovery, because obviously if you have a debt in Spain and the asset depreciated, whether the asset fell in value and the, the, you know, to the extent that there has been a recovery in value reduces the loan to value. Mm. Uh, for those people who are still servicing their debts, they want to get out of the negative equity. That's the goal, you know. And, yeah. and, and, and if, if the trend is that way and then they can sell and just basically wash their hands, you know, what, or the, the whole thing washes its face, then that's great. Um, but there's some people who are so deep in negative equity still um, that there is not, there was no way, it was, was not going to come back. That situation wasn't going to change and COVID just makes that worse. You know? so, yes. really, in, so that group, it doesn't really matter. I mean, this doesn't make it easier, but there was no, they, they just had to, to get to get out of that situation. If they were uncomfortable, they wanted to get out of it. They just have to deal with it uh, and not ever hope to be bailed out by a, a, a recovering house prices. Yeah. Um, but then there's a new group who, you know, there's obviously going to be some people, and I've been contacted people who, who were doing fine until March, and all of a sudden, well, they've been furloughed, or, or, or now they're, you know, they're looking and staring into the, into the barrel of, a, of, a, of unemployment, and they, they're, they're, for no fault of their own, obviously, they all, they, they can't, you know, the, paying the Spanish mortgage is not one of the priority. No, no. Absolutely, but it's that sort of thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reset button, isn't it? The whole 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 thing here. And when people get their have to look at their priorities, I, I said mm. it half jokingly, but I cleared out my direct debit, so I got rid of Spotify because I'm not as young and trendy as I thought I was. No need to listen mm-hmm. to too much music. And it, it, mm-hmm. but in terms of that, it's a, and we we encourage people, no matter what they do, I don't care if they don't come up with it, but do something. Don't do. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and contemplate your navel. You know, either either yeah. have a plan that you're going to do it in three years' time, and one way or another, we're going to have to meet the mortgage because you know. But it, but it's. It, it, I was saying this, that the world's all, the, the world is awash with institutional cash. But even yeah. prior to COVID, it wasn't a great place. It was it was okay, but it wasn't a great place. And a lot of people living, you know, on on the, on the paychecks. You know, it, it gets tight and everything else. So it, it, I say it's always to take. So that's why I was coming back to you, Martin. Was that not 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 trying to flog your product, right? But be aware of what is going on. That's where I'm saying your your subscription model in terms of that product you're looking to bring has got to, got to be a, a go to. If it is the price of a coffee times twelve, you know, the the information you get from that and information independent information is going to be absolutely essential mark i'm going to let you go in a minute because i know you're very close to your siesta time and they're in the heat and whatever you have to do in the afternoon and whatever uh, that's if cool. only terry if only oh, no, no you fully embrace it Mark, well, I, I was we met four years ago and i'll tell you 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 your nationality you're part swiss is that right yeah my, I'm, my father was swiss so i'm half uh-huh. swiss and but i've been brought up completely in the uh, british system of education i mean i was born in uh, in, in kenya I grew yes. up in Africa and always through in a you know British or uh, British educational system. My mother uh, is English, and so, um, but I've always been an expat. And when I came to Spain yeah. to do an MBA uh, here in Barcelona, um, 
I met my wife, who's a, a local uh, local lady from Barcelona. She was on the right. course, and you know, so um, I stayed put because it's uh, discovered it's a rather it's a lovely city, and I very nice. Uh, I didn't have any desire to. I've lived in lots of different cities in my life, and I found that one city that I'm more than happy to stay in, stay put. Very good. Well, I've, I've been chatting away to you here and interviewing. Is there anything you need to ask me? Or are you, we're, we're, I know we're in sort of more regular contact now as we get our association going, but it's... Uh, yes. Um, well, I mean, uh, in terms of, you know, you get to see... I mean, are you seeing a... Um, in terms of the type of profile of clients that, that you help, of people who mm -hmm. are running into financial distress and who but generally who want to, they need to dispose of a property and a mortgage. It's because I think we all know that the banks, even in Spanish banks, are presently open to sort of small scale tinkering with like a more an interest free period yes. or a, uh, so it's just a, a you know capital repayment fee period, or just interest only, or even like a suspension of mortgage payments for a for a, a limited period, just to get people over this you know over this this particularly troublesome troubling time. But for the others who really need to, to a, a much more radical solution, which is to get free of a, of a debt and a mortgage and, and the property. Um, I'm assuming, I just can't see any other way this is going to work out, that there will be a surge in people in that kind of position. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, when I say unfortunately, obviously it's good in terms of what we do, but it's still the, not, the, not the best backdrop to work. And the, the key, again, the key here is, like I say, to take some action. But on the premise that, uh, you know, know thine enemy, if the, so the, the banks have their own pressures in Spain, particularly mm -hmm. in Spain, Cyprus mm -hmm. as well, to, you know, they've got, uh, the, the MPLs are still far too high. And the banks mm -hmm. there are turning on, uh, sorry, the Bank of Spain is turning on their own before it was mm. bail out, bail out, how much cash you need, guys. Now they're turning around. If you've got non-performing loans, the deposits that the main lenders there, the Sabadells, the bankiers uh, uh, and the like, they've got to make, the, they've got to make larger deposits. That's going to restrict things. That's going to get them more aggressive. That said, mm -hmm. it's, uh, sound like a broken record, control your own destiny. If you want to do something, go to the bank, right? Don't take their first word for it. That's how we developed our business. We've now got a good legal team, financial team and everything else. It gives us support to be able to make those reasoned decisions and massive dose of reality, massive dose of reality. If, you know, a number of estate agents we speak to and they go, right, okay, well, no, we've got, we haven't got any clients for you, right? Okay, have you got anything you've not sold for a while? Oh, loads of those, yeah. <laughs> you say, do you, do you think you're maybe not selling for the right price? And they go, well, you get a lot. You go around and they say, right, how much is this worth? And they go, uh, well, now what do you, you know, with the sales pattern, the estate agent says to the client, what do you think this is worth? 150, right, okay, why is it worth 150? Because I owe 150, so it's got to be worth 150. And again, yeah. it's not solving the issue, guys. That, that reality hopefully will come as we go through this. Mark, I'm going to just, just for a little bit of lightness here, I'm going to do a quick fire round. A couple of personal ones, not too personal. Yeah. First off, who cut your hair during lockdown? Who cut my hair? Yes. No, nobody. Luckily, I'd had a very... Uh, a very short cut just before it started and I managed to last through. I, I had on the Monday when lockdown broke, I was, uh, I got an appointment with our barber around the corner and I was to go as like one of his first clients. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. There's a great thing yesterday. man was saying that all men are going to go to uh, barbers go, no, too busy. It's going to be like that for a while. Another quick one. Uh, is your wife Catalonian or Spanish? Well, she's both. She's all right. Both. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Real Madrid or Barcelona then? Barcelona. Absolutely. And then, far, final one, what is your favourite form of social media? 
Um, um, I guess, I mean, maybe WhatsApp. I've decided Twitter is like a, a sewer. Absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's a human sewer. Absolutely. Um, and, Keyboard warriors um, are plenty. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't, I just can't bear to look at it anymore because it's just so full of sort of bile. Absolutely. Um, and, and not directed at me because I hardly do. I mean, I, so I just, I follow people. On, <laughs> You're on not Twitter trying hard enough, Mark. <laughs> no, apparently not. Um, and then um, um, so, so maybe Instagram, uh, no, not so Instagram, but LinkedIn. LinkedIn yes. is quite... Um, mm. It's quite, uh, you know, it's a business. It's more business to business, but it's quite, it's quite serious. It's a bit less spammy and less kind of, you know. I think that's underrated a minute what that can do for business in LinkedIn, especially again in terms of the data in. The, the new one, if you're not if you're not first on uh, Twitter, is Parler. Apparently, that's where the yes, the I've, non-shouters I've are going. Yeah. yeah, I've heard about it, but I've heard about you know I've heard that it's an alternative to Twitter's inbuilt left-wing bias, which you know. Um, could be a, a valid reason. I mean, all of them are going to be uh, you know, overtaking the same fleas at the end of the day because Absolutely. because I think when you have this platform where people can where where ordinary human interaction, which is tempered by face to face contact, yes. you know, you 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 feel people aren't so inhibited uh, on on these platforms. I think they'll always all suffer from the same problem uh, right. sooner or later. So um, I think we should be you know. People should, and this is a struggle with small children because it's very easy for small children to take like, screens and, and, and devices are very addictive. Yes. Um, and, but they're not good for you, really. I think, you know, uh, the, the amount of time, the attention that you give to these things in, in a day, you've really got to take care not to, not to, not to give too much time. You want to be Literally. out for a walk. Go for Literally. a walk is much better than looking at Twitter. Absolutely. Literally brain numbing, isn't it? Mark, thank you very much for your time. Can I end it there? Because you've got you've got a little uh, somebody in the background and looking joining in. That's good. But no, 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 no problem, no problem at all. It's not not one of those moments. That's good. I'm thinking. Oh no, my children are already back. This is this is no. Bad. That's good. Perfect. No, perfect timing. Thanks for your time, Mark. Right. I'll be in touch. Very pleasure. It was a pleasure talking to you, Terry. And I'm sure we'll have another chance before long. Good luck. Stay well. Stay safe. Love to your family. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Real Talk with Terry and the team. If you'd like to hear more, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay updated with our latest episodes.